This is Voices of Admission, stories from the people behind great events. Hugh Forrest is the Chief Programming Officer at South by Southwest. I'm Jason Snell here with Hugh Forrest at the Admission Conference. Hugh, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. A great honor to be here. So your presentation is about the future. And we were saying before we got started, like it could come across as being like, be aware, the future is scary, but it's more... Uh, you said more optimistic than that. Like this is what, what are the, look, everybody faces change in the business that they're in and uh, conferences and events are no different. So what are the things that you're looking at in terms of uh, way things are going to change in the future? Well, I, uh, I, I outlined in my talk five kind of problems or challenges, I think, uh, that conferences face in the future. And these range from uh, just market saturation. I think we are in a conference glut, a period of conference glut at this point. And part of the reason is that, that conferences in some ways are easier to produce now than I think they were before. And it's led to um, a lot more conferences. I think a lot of where we know that a lot of media companies are now doing conferences and there's a lot of competition there. Um, so that that's one big thing that I think uh, is a challenge moving forward. Um, certainly, uh, we've heard a lot today about rising costs. That's a, uh, an important challenge. And then kind of at the far end, um, I'm uh, uh, concerned, mindful, however you want to phrase that, of um, – virtual reality and how that technology will impact conferences in the future. That's what I was going to ask about is I, I sometimes wonder if there is a generation coming. Like I was part of one of the first generations to really, you know, get like online communities and things like that. But now it's baked in from a very young age right. in in uh, many uh, people who are entering the workforce. And I, I have that thought of like, will they want to travel somewhere and sit in a room when they might just say, well, why would I want to do that when I can just get it on a screen? On the one hand, I think that um, uh, putting on headset, goggles, contact lenses, (laughs) whatever it is in the future is a lot easier or will be a lot easier than traveling, finding parking, waiting in a line to pick up a badge, whatever that is. Um, and that that is a potential threat. On the other hand, um, I think it's really hard to imagine that as much as that technology uh, can and will develop over the next 3, 5, 10, 15, 20 years, that anything will really ever completely replace that that concept of being across the table from someone, of having dinner with them, of having drink with them, having a drink with them, having breakfast, having lunch, um, you know, that, 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 that humanness right. of, of seeing the person and, and that kind of interaction, which can't be replicated or at least can't be replicated yet by technology. I think one of the, always the ironies of, of South by Southwest is, is that our event, so much of our event celebrates technology and so much of the growth of the event was, uh, came on the back of social media. But at the end of the day, one of the things that most people like about 
South by Southwest or any other event is getting out of the social media world, is meeting people in person in real time. That's one of the comments in one of the talks today that really hit me was this idea that in the end, your 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 key content is the interactions that happen among attendees. And, you know, if you're in Austin, it is hanging out with people and going to places and having food and having right. a beer and all of those sorts of things. And... Uh, even if we do believe that virtual reality will one day be good enough to do a conference in, what people are going to want to get out of it is the same thing, which means somebody's still going to need to plan it and curate it and come up with a group of people together. Yeah. yeah. What about um, so? What other other things are are hovering out there that that are worth thinking about about challenges for the future? <clears throat> well, I think a, another thing, and again, it's not the most uplifting um, thing to talk about, is that. Uh, we are in a, unfortunately, in a day and time where um, event organizers, festival organizers, conference organizers have to spend a lot more time thinking about safety of attendees, um, uh, particularly with big events. Um, you know, we, we were focused on safety or we've been focused on safety for a long time at South by Southwest, but certainly in recent years. Um, that focus, you know, uh, has expanded considerably. And that is in light of what happened in Las Vegas last, last fall, um, in light of what happened at the Paris nightclub. Uh, and, and this year, this past year at South by Southwest 2018, we had a number of bomb related incidents at the event. And, you know, the, the, the upside was that we had role played for this. We had planned for this. We were relatively prepared for this. Um, but you know, uh, the, the downside is that time that I would, uh, hopefully or theoretically be thinking about, uh, uh, building, uh, fascinating experiences for attendees is spent meeting with law enforcement people beforehand, uh, figuring out how you're going to keep everybody safe. And, uh, unfortunately I don't think that. Genie is going back into the bottle anytime soon. That's a sad thing to say, sad thing to realize, but it's also um, where we are in 2018, and I don't think that's changing. And the larger you're, uh, an event that you are, then yeah. you, you know because you're spilling out onto onto streets, and you're in, you've got a lot of people in a in an enclosed or a uh, very limited area, and that's a challenge too. Yeah, yeah. And then I would say the other factor that that is a challenge for events is you know, not quite as, as uh, uh, macabre or, or sad or somber as that. It is just the the YouTube factor that um, almost anyone you want to see at an event now, you can find a YouTube video of, right. uh, of them. And in many cases, that YouTube video creates a pretty good experience where you don't have to worry, <laughs> am I going to get a seat? Am I sit, sitting next to someone who I don't like? Uh, what happens if I need to go to the bathroom in the middle of the session? Is my seat going to be lost? And and that's certainly very different than uh, fifteen or twenty years ago when uh, when we you know when when we were doing South by Southwest then and and you didn't uh, have that that uh, kind of factor. I think that the uh, omnipresence of YouTube of other social media also generally creates higher expectations. Uh, when we when thirty years ago when South by Southwest started, you know there there wasn't a whole lot of institutional knowledge or memory of what an event should be like. And wow, this is cool. Now we can, you know, we can uh, see video of Bonnaroo, of TED, of uh, CES, of, of a number of the, the great presenters who have been here today. 
and there is there is a kind of a higher uh, bar to aspire to. So uh, again, that that just creates a slightly different landscape than uh, what we particularly were used to growing up with at South by Southwest. Yeah, I can see both sides of that too. The idea that it's great that the people have the channel to do that. Um, I've seen events where it used to be that you had to go to the sessions where today people feel free to blow off the sessions because they know that they're going to be available on video and they end up hanging out. That's not necessarily a bad thing because it speaks to the idea that it is about interactions more than anything else. And, um, at the same time, right. Does that devalue the event fundamentally in the sense that like, I don't need to go anywhere to see that person who's going to get me to go to an event. Well, it certainly, uh, I mean, some of the concerns there are, again, if you can, um, if you can see someone on YouTube and can see their content uh, at the event, post-event, uh, do you have less incentive to, to buy a badge? And do you, have, right. uh, do you just simply go and uh, network with people, which is a huge, huge part of the event, but often that can be done without purchasing a badge. And again, that that produces some revenue challenges for organizers. Also, as somebody who has been in rooms at conferences where I was on stage and we the people on stage almost outnumbered the people in the room, <laughs> it's not a great... Like, that's the point where you just say, hey, why don't we all go out and have a pizza together? Because why are we in this, in this audience and panelist situation when there are so few of us? And and so that's not great, right? Like you get thousands of people there and they're all like, I'll watch the video later. Right. And then there's no audience. Or, I mean, I know that's an extreme example, but I think that there's some truth to that. Like sure. what if you held a, a conference and nobody came inside? That is, what is that event then? Yeah. Um, although, uh, again, we'll echo what you said earlier and what uh, we've heard time and time again today is that, and what I what I strongly believe is that what you're primarily going to for a conference is networking is connecting with other people. Yeah. The content that's that, that you see on panels or presentations um, can be very, very good, but you can uh, easily find ways to um, get that content uh, in other, uh, in other forums and other platforms. What you can't get. And, and I'm, skeptical that you will be able to get it even in the future with our virtual reality headset <laughs> is the is the networking is the yep. face-to-face is the handshake is the camaraderie is those kind of connections and opportunities that 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 brings well i work in the tech industry and go to a lot of tech conferences with a lot of people who are incredibly technical software developers and the like who are not famously the most outgoing people i know that's a generalization but i will tell you those conferences are uh, very popular, small ones and big ones, because the fact is even people who've been living this online life for a long time see a huge value in seeing people face to face and having those conversations and lingering over drinks or over lunch and having chats that are not happening on Twitter or in email or anything like that. And so I, you know, I'm, I'm a believer that if they're a leading indicator of where events are going, these incredibly tech savvy people, even they value that human sure. contact that events get. So I think I it's so there's lots of reason to be optimistic, I think. Good. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us and for uh, being here at at the admission conference. It's great to be here. I've learned a lot and I love coming to events like this. Admission is a conference organized by the people behind Tito, 
Simple, powerful event software. Just add people. Get more information at ti.to.